Well, good morning, church. How's everybody doing today? All right, second service, we're awake. That's good, that's good. Well, my name is Pastor Andrew, and I'm the next-gen pastor here at the church. And I do a lot of different things here, but my favorite thing that I get to do is I get to love on your middle school and high school students. I see some of them over there. How y'all doing over there? Sorry, it's an awkward stage. We love you guys. Hey, but hey, if you know a middle schooler or a high schooler, send them to our camp. It is gonna be the best week of their summer. I promise you they're gonna have so much fun, but most importantly, they're gonna get to experience God. We're gonna clear out all distractions and we're gonna be focusing on him. If you know somebody, send them to me, send them to Pastor Marcella, we'll give them more information. But if this is your first time here, I wanna say welcome. Any first time guests in here today? There's a few of them, hey, welcome. You know, we have a saying here at the church, you come one time as a guest, now you're a part of our family. So thank you for being here. We are so glad that you are here. Also, I wanna welcome all of our online campus, everyone who's watching from all over the Tampa Bay area and really all over the world. We love you, you're a part of our family. So let's welcome all those that are watching online right now. Well, right now, y'all, we are in a message series that is entitled, Are You Okay? How are you doing? In this series, we're taking time to slow down, to really reflect on ourselves and reflect on our relationship with God. How are you doing? I know that this last year and a half has been so difficult. I know for, for me, besides the pandemic, this has been one of the most difficult years of my life. And I, you know, I've talked to a lot of different people in the church, and they could say the same, that they had so much other stuff going on this year that was so difficult. So we're taking time. How are you doing? How is your relationship with God? How is your relationship with your wife, your husband, your friends, your children? This is an opportunity for us to slow down. Last week, Pastor Glenn kicked off the series and taught us our normal response when someone says, hey, how are you doing? Do you guys remember that? What do we say? I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Well, really, we are going through so much difficult stuff. When we say, hey, I'm fine, everything's good, but it's like we're in a burning house. We don't know where to go. We don't know what to do. I know for me, I've been married now for just over five years. When my wife says, I'm fine. It, husbands, you, you, he's like, no, that is a bad thing. You are in trouble. I need to fix this. I don't know what I did, but I need to get something going. In this series, we're being honest with ourselves to know when we're slipping into not being okay. How do we do that? We talked about it last week. First thing we need to do, we need to acknowledge our emotions. How are you feeling? Why are you feeling this way? Don't just keep it enclosed. Don't just put it under the mat. Take it to God. Prioritize spending time with him. That is the most important thing you can do. Take it to God. Spend time with God. Don't just make it a priority, but make it the most important thing in your life. We also talked about the importance of staying connected with authentic community. I don't know where I would be in my life without God and godly people encouraging me, pushing me through difficult things where I can be honest with them, people to keep me accountable. We need that in our life. But today's topic is so important. It can so easily run people's lives. Today, we're talking about the topic of worry. We're talking about worry. Now, when Pastor Glenn called me a couple weeks ago, I was like, hey, you're preaching in a couple weeks. I'm like, praise God, let's do it. And then he said, we're talking about worry. And I kind of felt how we talked about last week. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Like, I'm good with that area in my life. But 
I looked at myself in the mirror. And if I'm honest with myself and if I'm honest with y'all, this is a real struggle in my life. I worry a lot. I worry about a lot of different things. Now, I'm a, I'm a father of two. Here's a little picture of my daughters. So I'm a father of two two-year-old boys. Stay away, okay? <laughs> Stay away for a long time. But listen, being a father is one of the biggest blessings in my life. Two of my best friends are two years old and, and younger. So it is, it is an awesome thing, but it causes a lot of stress in my life. It causes me a lot of worry. You know, there's times at night where I'm watching the baby monitor, okay? Any parents of young parents in, or young kids in here? I will constantly watch that baby monitor at night. Sometimes I'll watch it for hours. I'm like, hey, are they breathing? Is, is everything okay? There'll be nights where I go in there, I'll put my hand on their back, I'm like, all right, they're breathing, they're breathing, everything's good, everything's fine. It, it, you know, it, it runs, it can run my life sometimes. You know, I used to watch this show, it was called uh, Forensic Files. Has anyone ever seen that show? Yeah, don't watch it, okay? It, it's been on the air for a very long time. It, well, I used to watch every, I've seen every episode, I'll be honest with you guys. And it, it, it created so much worry in my heart, so much worry in my mind. Even to this day, if I hear a noise outside of my window, I cannot go to bed until I make sure that Ted Bundy is not outside my window. I gotta make sure everything's good. I'm gonna clear around, I'm gonna walk around the, the property, make sure that everything's good. It's hard. You know, sometimes I, I just sit back, I'm in my thoughts. Anyone ever do that? You just sit back and you're in your thoughts. We call those deep thinkers, right? I'm a deep thinker, you know, I, I keep to myself. And, and, and I begin to play these scenarios out in my mind about the, the what if this took place? What if, what if that happened? What if this led to this and that happened? And then I begin to play all the worst case scenarios in my mind and I play it over and over. And before I know it, I'm creating funeral arrangements inside of my head. It is not a good thing. You know, even when, sometimes I'll get a phone call from, from my dad or my friends or, and if, I, if I'm not expecting that phone call, I don't answer the phone and say, hey, how are you? I go, hey, is everything okay? Are, are, are you doing okay? Is every, everybody alive? Is every... That's worry. Worry is a real issue, not just in my life, but in a lot of people's lives. Statistics show that 60% of U.S. adults feel daily stress and worry. 60%. So we know it's a real issue. But here's another statistic is that 85% of the things that we never, the things that we worry about never take place. 85% of the things that causes us to lose sleep at night, 85% of the things that cause us stress, high cholesterol, all these different things that cause never take place, never happens doesn't do any good for our lives. And Jesus calls that out in Matthew 6, 27. He says, and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan? What can it do for your life? We're like, well, hey, I'm prepared. I'm ready for the worst of the worst. It's gonna add no length to your lifespan. It's not gonna add an hour. It's not gonna add a minute. Sitting and worrying about things, going through these what ifs does nothing for us. And Jesus calls that out in the previous verse. He says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? They're not storing away in barns. 
They don't have their bunker where they have 10 years of food that's not gonna expire. They're not worried about anything because they know that God is gonna provide them of all that they need. How much more valuable are you? How much more valuable am I? Because the Bible says that you are made in the image of God. You're made in his image. You are valuable. He knew you before the foundation of the earth. The Bible says he knit you together in your mother's womb. Knitting, that is, knitting's a delicate process, but he knit you together in your mother's womb. How much more valuable are you? You are infinitely valuable. Corey Tim Boone, she said, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strengths. We focus so much right now on, what if this took, took place next year or in five years? Listen, right now, this life that we live in, it's called the present. This is a gift from God. The, the breath that I just took, the breath that you just took, this is a present from God. When we sit back and we're anxious, we sit back and we're worried, it is robbing us of the strengths of today. It's taking away the strengths. Worry is a real issue. Worry, it leads to anxiety. Like, man, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Before we know, we're beginning to feel stress, where we feel the weight of these burdens on our back. And then maybe we, we begin to have fear. Like, oh my goodness, I don't even know what I'm going to do in my life. You know what, I'm just gonna isolate. I'm gonna stay away from everybody. I'm not gonna go to church. I'm not gonna talk to my friends. I'm just gonna stay away because when I'm gonna stay away and I isolate, nothing bad can happen. Listen, our mind is a battlefield. Our mind is a battlefield. We have to do everything we can to protect our mind because there's a real enemy out there and he's going to do anything that he possibly can to get your eyes off of God. If he can fill your mind with worry, if he can fill your mind with stress and anxiety, your eyes are not on him. If he can cloud us with worry, he can win the battle. But we serve a faithful God. We serve a, a father who will never leave us, who will never forsake us. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. You know, we say it all the time at church, trust God. Put your faith in him. Put your hope in him. He's a good father. He's gonna protect you. He's gonna watch after you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. But how do we do it? Because here's the thing. When I worry, I'm not trusting God. Plain and simple. So it sounds great. Hey, hey how, do I, how do I trust God? How do I even do that? You have to know God before you can trust him. Knowing God is so much deeper than coming to a Sunday service. It is so much deeper than going to the sacred marriage class, which we're all excited about, but it's so much deeper than going to church on a worship Wednesday. We have to know him. It's knowing who God is and what he can provide that brings peace. Let me give you an example. I don't trust my wife because we signed a marriage license. I don't trust my wife because we're married or we live together. I trust my wife because I know her. I trust my wife because I know her intentions. I know her heart. I know that she's faithful. I know that she's loyal. I know that she has my back. It's the same way with God, but so much bigger. We have to know God. Who is God? God is love. Love that is unfailing, unwavering. It's pursuing after you. His love is calling after you. 
He's gracious. He's compassionate. He's forgiving. He forgives me of my sins. The things that no one knows about, he knows. He's forgiven me. I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that, but that's how good he is. He's just. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's not going anywhere. He's right here. He's got my back. And God the Father committed history's most powerful act of love by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to live among us, to die for us, and to forgive us of all our sins. The Bible, it's not this book that's just for pastors or righteous people. This book is for us. When I talk about these scriptures, when Pastor Glenn talks about these scriptures, go and look it up. See what God's word says. Get into his word. Do you wanna know God? Get into his word, read it. It brings correction, it shows us what to do. He speaks to us through his word. Spend time with him. He wants to know your heart. He wants to know the desires of your heart and experience him. Because when you know God, you know true peace. You know, maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and this is still something you struggle with. This verse is for you, 2 Corinthians 10, four through five. It says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, we have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to God. When worry comes into your mind, when this anxiety begins to flood your thoughts, Take it captive and filter it to God's word to make it obedient to him. Don't let it sit there. Don't let it fester. Don't be quiet and start thinking about these what ifs. Get a hold of it and filter it to God's word. Maybe, maybe you struggle with, with just feeling not good enough. Maybe you're like, man, I, I'm so worried about what people think of me. I'm so worried about what I look like and all these other things. Filter that to God's word. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Filter it to his word. Maybe, maybe you just get so stressed about the future. Man, I, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what step to take. I don't know what college I'm going to attend. I don't, filter it to God's word. Take it captive, hold it there and take it to his word. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So when you, catch, when you catch that thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know God has my back. I know he has plans to give me a hope, plans to give me a future. <laughs> Worry is derived from the German word worgen, meaning to choke or to strangle. That's exactly what worry can feel like, where it says, man, I can't move. I can't breathe. I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel lifeless. I feel like I, don't, I can't even get out of my house. I, I don't know what to do. This is Romans 14, 23. Everything that does, that does not come from, come from faith is sin. What's the opposite of faith? Worry, not trusting in him. Worry is the sin of distrusting the promises and power of God exactly what it is. Here's the thing, God, he does not want you to be held as a hostage to worry. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. So how do we do this? How do we get away from this stranglehold of worry? It's hard. 
It's, it's, it's hard to be obedient, but here's what we do. Point number one is I will do what God asks me to do. I will do what he asks me to do. James 1.22, it says, do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourself, do what it says. Don't just be a listener. You know, we come to, sometimes we come into church, we listen to a message like, that was great. Praise God. What do we do from here? We don't just want to listen. We want to be a doer of God's word. Growing up in church, I was here every Wednesday night. I was here every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Saturday night, bunch of prayer meetings throughout the week. I was always here. I always heard God's word. You know, when Pastor Lloyd was preaching, I knew when to say amen. I knew when I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. I, I knew what to say, but I did nothing with it. What are we gonna do with God's word? Think on things that are right. Think on God's word. What are you putting into your hearts? What are you putting into your minds? Is it forensic files? Is it binge watching Netflix? Is it the news that we're constantly flooding our minds with? Or are we gonna focus on God's promises and what he tells us to do in his word? Think on what is right and do what is wise. Point number two is this, is I will give God what I cannot do. I will give him what I cannot do. You know, there's things in this life where we feel like, hey, you know, I want control of my finances. I want control of this area in my life. I want control of everything. That's not what God tells us to do. I know for me, I'm a big sports fan, and I feel like sometimes when I'm watching the Gator game, I have control from my house. Maybe if I cheer loud enough, if I'm wearing the right T-shirt, you know, maybe, maybe I can help it, okay? You know, there'll be times where, you know, first quarter's looking bad. I'm gonna take that shirt off, I'm gonna throw it across the house, I'm gonna go get a different shirt on. Maybe something will help anything. You know, I'll throw out some, some prayers. I'm trying to do what I can. It's the same thing with worry. We constantly replay situations in our mind to think that it's going to make a difference but it does nothing at all except take us to a dark place and get our eyes off of God. As humans, we try to control things that are out of our hands. We try so hard and then we fail and then we wonder, why am I, why am I still here? Because it's not for you to control. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Cast, give him your everything. You know, there's things that we can control in our life. Very few things, but there are things that we can control. Maybe you're a single guy and, you know, you want to meet a lady or, you know, find a wife, get a family started. Well, you got to get a shower. You need to move out of your mom's house. You need to stop playing video games for 10 hours a day. There are things that we can control. But if we're honest with ourselves, it's a very small amount of things that we actually have control over. Give it to God. He says it. He says, give me your burdens. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He says, don't hold it. Give it to me. Cast it upon me. Get it away from you. Put it on me because I care for you that much. And point number three, and this is probably the most difficult one. No matter what happens, I will trust God. 
no matter what happens, I will trust God. It's so easy for us to trust God when, when things are great. You know, when, when the job's going good, I'm making those sales, everything's great at home, the wife loves me, you know, the kids love me, everything's good. But what, how, how do we trust God when, when our world's falling apart? You know, maybe our investments didn't go the way we thought they would go. Maybe we're finding some marital issues. We're having some rebellious kids in our life. What do we do there? I will always trust God. I remember when my uncle passed away, it was the most difficult thing I ever went through in my life. I was, I was 19 years old and it was, it was hard. It was difficult. I didn't know what to do. Now, like my uncle, he wasn't just an uncle that I would see at Thanksgiving or once in a while. He was like a second dad to me. You know, he'd go to all my football games. He'd go to all my baseball games. You know, he, we would, there'd be times he'd pick me up at 10 in the morning, take me to the movie theater. We wouldn't get back till 1 a.m., only pay for one movie. But we had a lot of good memories. He was my dog. He had my back. But I remember how terrible I felt. I talked earlier when I, when I get phone calls from people that I'm not expecting how I answer, hey, is, is everything okay? That's what this stems from. It was hard for me. I didn't know what to do. And for a long time, I didn't know how I was going to trust God. You know, I knew what his words said. I knew God loved me. I knew all the things that he did for me, but I felt like I can't trust him. How, how would God allow this, a good God, allow this to take place in my life. But regardless of how I felt, he continued to pursue me. And I'll be honest, for a little while, I ran away. I was like, you know what, I, I don't know if this is for me, but he was always there. He was always right by my side and he welcomed me back with love. He welcomed me back with grace. You know, trusting God in difficult times, it can feel Impossible. And there was times in that situation where I was like, man, this is impossible. But he never left. He was always right there by my side. And he helped me see that a tested faith is a proven faith, lacking nothing. Since this time, you know, I've, I've gone through difficult things since then. I've lost people I've loved. I've gone through difficult times in my family, but my faith's not shaken. It's lacking nothing because I know God is in control. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. That's a promise. This is the Greek word for trust. This word right here means confidence. I have confidence in the Lord with all my heart. I have confidence in him. I'm not gonna lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I'm gonna acknowledge him and he will direct my path. I have confidence in who God is, in his word, in his promises, and his ways are far better than mine. We serve a faithful God. We serve a God who provides us of everything that we will ever need. You know, the Bible refers to God in a lot of different ways and a lot of different names, but the one most fitting for this in times of worry is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. He knows what you need and he will always provide. And this isn't a materialistic providing where you're gonna get the iPhone 14 or that new car that you've desperately been looking for or that new house. 
He provides something that only God can, can provide. He provides us with peace, peace that passes all understanding, where sometimes you'll be in a situation like, man, how do I feel this peace in my heart? How do I feel this peace in my life? He's providing you with that peace. He provides you with trust. He provides you with confidence in him to know, hey, I'm right here with you. He provides us with direction where we feel like, man, I have no clue if I'm going left or if I'm going right, what am I going to do? He will lead you and guide you, provide you with strengths in your weakness. You know, God shows off in, in our weaknesses all the time because in my weakness, he is strong. He provides us with joy in dark times. He will always provide. Right now, y'all, we're gonna be going into a song. And in, in, in this song, what I want everybody to do, you can stand up, you can worship, but really what I want you to do is I want you to reflect on the words. This is an opportunity for you and God. You can close your eyes, you can read the words, whatever this is, but this is a word for your life. This is how God feels about you. Take time to reflect. What has been, what has been causing your mind to worry? What, what is constantly holding you back? What is constantly feeling like you are being choked? The stranglehold, give it to God today. Let God turn your worry into confidence. holding you up so there's nothing I can do to let you down it doesn't take a trophy to make you proud I'll never be more loved than I am right now going through a storm but I won't go down I hear your voice an ocean so I wouldn't drown you've never been closer than you are right now you are Chira you are enough Chira you are enough I will be so I will be content I can see so clear what it's all about So stay by my side when the sun goes down Don't want to forget how I feel right now Child, 
powerful, powerful song. Let me ask you, how many are stuck in that trap of worry? There's just a lot of people that are stuck in the trap and that's exactly where the enemy wants you to be. Because if you're in that prison cell of worry, you can't even get on the path where God can lead you. God is more than enough in every area of your life. Every area, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your hurt is, no matter what your past has been, our God is more than enough to lead you, to guide you, to give you peace, sometimes to carry you. But you see, we have to trust Him. If you're locked in the prison of worry and that's all you can think about is, what if, what if, oh, this is never gonna work out for me, oh, I'm never gonna be what I'm, all these things, then you're right where the enemy wants you to be, rehearsing all this negativity, rehearsing all of this pain, all of the things of our past, and we're stuck in a prison cell where God is completely left out of our lives. But you see, when we invite him to every area of our life, when we step out and we say, God, I'm gonna fully trust you, not only is he gonna put us on the path, the word says he's gonna make our path straight. Through every circumstance, through every hurt, through every disappointment, we say, God, hmm, we live in a messed up world, but I trust you. God, I've been hurt by friends, by people, by church, but I'm gonna trust you. When we begin to fully trust God, that's when God can lead us to where he wants us to go. I want you to receive this word today as I speak this over you. There's a lot of people, they repel things that God wants in your life but I want you to receive this word that I'm gonna pray over you today. You're loved, you, you. You're loved with the deepest, most compassionate love by God himself. You as an individual are loved by God Almighty. Receive that, receive that. You are chosen by God. The word says we didn't choose him. He chose us. You are chosen. So many people, they look at everyone else and we compare ourselves to everyone else. They're chosen. They're this. No, you receive this today. You are chosen by God himself to do great things with your life. God's got a call on your life. You are a masterpiece. You are not a mistake. Receive this word. There's people in this room right now. There's people that are watching online. You feel like you are a mistake. Maybe that word was spoken over you 
when you were born or as you were being raised or in a school or a family member or someone that you love, a teacher, a pastor, you hear me. You are not a mistake. You are a masterpiece that has been fearfully and wonderfully made with a plan and a purpose designed by God himself to change this world forever. You, you are called. You are chosen. You are loved. So why do we worry? Why are we so in our heads? Let me tell you, I, when I call Andrew, it's true. I call him, and if he's not expecting the call, he may be in a meeting, he'll go, hey dad, is everything okay? Everything, I just wanna go see the grandkids. <laughs> but God doesn't want us to live in worry. He wants us, when it says to cast, the word cast comes from the Greek word that means to literally thrust aggressively thrust. So what many of us were like, okay, I'm gonna cast my cares on God. No, when the enemy comes in, you take every thought captive. You say, I will not live by the lies of the enemy and I am giving it to God aggressively. You're thrusting it upon him. And you know what God does? God takes it and he carries it and he heals you and he restores you, and he takes the broken areas of your heart, and he puts it back together, and he makes something great out of something that is absolutely broken. That's who God is. So give your worries to him. Are you okay? Is everybody okay? You think this is a good series as we're going deeper in as to are you really okay? I think it's a great series. Next week, we're gonna be talking about, are you okay? Well, I'm tired. Maybe you're feeling tired. Maybe the cares of this world have just worn you out. And it's not about sleep, but it's about how you carry stress. And you live in a place where you're constantly worn out. God's tired of us living like that. God's tired of us living like the world with the cares of the world just bogging us down. Next week, we're gonna have different people that we're connected to, people in our church that are on staff and people in our church that do things that are gonna help us to take that next step. There are people in here that need to take the next step. Some of you are locked into grief. We have someone, Cindy Rogers is gonna be in the lobby. She wrote a book on grief. She experienced it at a young age. She's overcome it and she's walking in victory, leading others out of grief. Pastor Naomi's gonna be in the lobby talking to people that have gone through trauma in their life and their heart's wounded. No matter what you do, you keep going, going, but you end up in that wounded place. It's time to get out of that. It's time to heal. We're gonna have her out there. Pastor Glenn Gammon is our staff counselor. He's gonna help people with their marriage and life coaching and help you get unstuck. Shelly Wilson specializes with wounded women. God put it clearly in my heart to bring her on staff to 100% minister to women that are wounded in our church. Because if this church is gonna be all that God's called us to be, we have to get out of where we are and get to where God wants us to be, and let's get moving for Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that?
So I want you to come next week, invite some people. It's good to see God's house filled up and people I'm seeing every week that are new, that have been gone for a year and a half. Welcome home to all those that are coming back. We're so glad that you're here. But I want you to bow your heads. I want to pray for each and every one of you. Father, I pray, God, that your peace that surpasses all understanding would rest upon each and every one. Father, those that are struck and they're stuck in that prison of worry, I pray that those chains would be broken today by the power and the authority of Jesus Christ in their life. Father, help us to take every thought captive. Help us to demolish every stronghold that's been spoken over our lives, the spirits that we are walking through every single day. We demolish those in Jesus' name. And we walk in the peace that surpasses all understanding that comes truly from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. With every head bowed and every eye closed, before we dismiss, maybe you're here today. And this is speaking to you. I want you to know, it's not church attendance, as Pastor Andrew said, that's going to bring you peace. It's truly knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've tried friends, maybe you've tried alcohol, maybe you've tried drugs, whatever it may be, to fill a hole in your heart that only Jesus Christ can fill. Today, I give you the opportunity to allow Christ to be on the throne of your heart, to put him in that rightful place. Maybe you've tried all the other things that the world has to offer. The world will always fail you, but Jesus Christ will never fail you. If you're here today, I'm not gonna call you out, I'm not gonna embarrass you, but if you wanna say yes to Christ, yes to put him on the throne of your heart, yes to allowing him to be your Lord and your Savior and receiving the free gift of salvation. When I count to three, will you just raise your hand? Will you look at me? Because I believe that today there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna move from darkness into light because of the power and the saving grace of Jesus Christ. If that's you, just raise your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. I, yes, 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 yes. Will you look at me? Yes, I see your hand in yours and yours and yours. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Come on over on this side. Yes, I see your hand in yours and yours and yours and yours. Come on over on this side, my right, your left. Is there anybody else? Yes, ma'am, I see your hand in yours. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. A lot of people raising their hands and responding to this message today. Will you repeat after me as we pray and we close? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you carry every worry. I give you my cares. I give you my pain. Today, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord, my Savior, my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we all stand together? Hey, I think we should give the Lord a great praise offering. He's so good. Angels are rejoicing in heaven right now. As you're leaving, I wanna ask you if you would do us a favor. Pastor Tim hurt his back this week. He's been in the hospital with severe pain for the last few days. So that's why he's not here this morning to pray a blessing. I know he's watching online right now and he is praying a blessing over you. But will you lift up Pastor Tim that they'll find out what's happened with his back and that he'll be healed quickly in Jesus' name. Let me ask you this before you go. 
How many want more of Jesus in every area of your life? Raise your hands. Father, you see our hands, you see our hearts. We want more of you in every area of our life. More of you in our families. I pray for husbands and wives. I pray for children. I pray for fathers and mothers. Strengthen families, strengthen our homes. Father, bring peace to the area that the enemy's tried to rob. And as we walk out these doors today, we walk into our mission field every day. Let us be a light in a dark world. Father, give us supernatural strength and opportunities to share your love and your life with all those around us. We love you, we praise you, and I declare blessing on your church and your people now in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. God bless you, church. We love you so much.